welcome to the Joyful Nourishment Podcast, a place for conversations around all things food, eating, body image and nourishment. Here we'll explore and unpack all the things that gets in the way of us having a kind, compassionate relationship with food and eating in our bodies and also how we can find our way back to joyful nourishment in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Lynn Thorstensen, a registered nutrition therapist and body image coach based in the west of Ireland, and I am so glad that you're here. Welcome to today's episode of the Joyful Nourishment Podcast. In this episode, I want to talk a little bit around navigating or exploring fullness but in order for us to do this I also think we need to touch a little bit on giving ourselves permission to eat all foods letting go of food rules and maybe a little bit more about what attuned eating is which is really um, not quite the same as mindful eating or intuitive eating which are larger practices at its whole but attuned eating is the part of intuitive eating and mindful eating that is relating to our direct experience of meeting our needs with food as in we're talking about being attuned to our bodies hearing our body signals and responding to those appropriately And in a previous podcast episode, I talked a lot about the many facets of hunger and hunger and fullness, of course, are opposite ends of our overall eating experience. So we are hungry when we haven't eaten for a while, when our body is low in fuel and we get to this place of fullness when we've eaten food. And depending on the amount of food we've eaten, that's going to determine our level of fullness. And then, of course, within this, we also have satisfaction, which really we need a certain level of fullness in order to feel satisfied. But satisfaction is not the same as physical fullness. And how would you kind of describe satisfaction? I mean, what would you say? Like, how would you know that you're satisfied? Yeah, take a pause and think about that. And I'm thinking about satisfaction as that kind of overall sense of content, contentment, kind of to just, just feels good, grounding, kind of like your like a sense of completedness. Um so I think in order to reach a level of satisfaction, we have to have a certain level of fullness. But it's more than that. It's that kind of, you know, all-encompassing taste experience. It might be tied to the enjoyment of the overall experience and pleasure of of our eating experience or like of our meal or the snack. So it doesn't have to be a large amount of food to give us satisfaction, but it has to meet, I think, a certain level of fullness. Like I can eat something and say I'm quite hungry and I can pick up something to eat and it can taste really good in my mouth and it can feel good. 
you mean enjoyable taste experience but if it's not enough food to make me feel less hungry or actually make me start feel a little bit full then I'm probably just going to see say that it's like well that was enjoyable and it tasted good but I'm not satisfied because I, I'm still hungry so yeah thinking about that I, I think it's like I mean if you've experienced satisfaction you probably know what I'm talking about but like how do we dis- how do we describe it I'm not sure it's like for me it's that sense of feeling complete feeling done feeling grounded feeling just contented con- you know the sense of contentment I think is the best way to for me to describe a satisfaction so we talk a lot about attuned eating within the intuitive eating framework within mindful eating and within repairing and healing a relationship with food and eating and I do want to say that I think it's a really important concept I think it's or like concept I think it's just something that we're built to do it's something that we innately know how to do if food is um, accessible and it's consistently accessible over a long time a long period of time and if it's never been interfered with through dieting or food insecurity or if we haven't had any major disruptions to our connection with our bodies to trauma and stuff this is something that you know people can do without learning or you know or being told how to do it it's it's so innate i think if we didn't if this wasn't something that was innate then it just would be um like we, we would have survived as a species however this can also be easily disrupted and when it has been disrupted we have to try to find our ways back there and I think sometimes as well when people hear like the concept of attuned eating and honoring hunger and fullness it's like well that's not possible and it's not possible for me because I need some guidance and I need somebody to tell me what to eat and what not to eat and yes it is true that for some people our our sense of our cues are very faint and we might need some more structure to make this happen and that's okay it doesn't mean that your body is broken if you can't tune into your hunger and fullness how I think about it is that alongside that we also have to learn to let go of the external rules and bring some curiosity into what is my connection or my relationship with food and eating if I'm not dictated by some external source, as in like a rigid diet plan, um, and much how much I should and shouldn't eat. And again, a caveat here, if you're somebody um, on an eating disorder recovery journey and you're early on, you might have a meal plan to ensure that you eat enough. And this is because those inner sensations or cues of hunger and fullness have become quite faint or are unreliable at this stage because the mind might get in the way and say it's great I don't feel hungry that means I don't have to eat which is not true because our bodies are using energy all the time regardless of how much activity that we are doing or not doing our bodies are requiring this energy 
simply from for while we were existing in the world. So it's running our organs, our brains, hormones, repairing and rebuilding all the time. And that costs a lot of energy. So we still have to eat even if we don't feel hungry. And of course, that can be challenging. But let's talk about fullness a little bit more in this episode. And the flip side here of when I don't feel like I can stop and when I keep eating past this comfortable place because my eating feels really chaotic or frantic or I'm trying to zone out or numb out. Of course, getting to a place where it's okay and it's safe to stop when we're feeling comfortably full takes time and practice. So once you're starting working with learning how to stop eating when you feel like comfortably full, because you might have developed, you know, the habit or or in a pattern of constantly overriding your sense of physical comfortable fullness. And again, we talked about this. I, I talked about this in the in the podcast episode around the many facets of hunger that we have to address any restriction, any underlying restriction that might be driving binge eating behaviors. And that kind of binge eating behaviors is often called the backlash eating or deprivation driven eating. So that has to be addressed. But say you've been working with this for a while, you are eating um, regularly and throughout the day and you know, but it's still happening, right? So then we'll have to get curious. What part of it is habit? What part of it is, are there instances of when you actually find yourself in emotional distress and this is what keep you eating because you're trying to either zone out or ground yourself or feel something or not feel anything to that eating experience and what's really important I think when these things happen so when a binge episode happens it's it's to meet ourselves with kindness and to realize we're doing the best we can with the resources and the tools that we have at that particular time because if we can slowly and I know this is so hard if we can slowly let go of the judgment that arises around a binge eating episode it's going to help to get more curious about what might be underneath so what is the need you're trying to meet with food and from there we can start kind of fleshing out like what's really happening so like I said, it could be emotional distress. And this is this has been maybe a way of coping for a long time. Maybe there's specific foods that you find yourself overeating or binging on. And can you get curious about if those foods hold any specific memory or is there a connotation? Like, are they comforting in some way? And again, when we're working with healing a relationship with food, 
we're not trying to white knuckle ourselves out of um, stopping binge eating. We have to meet it with curiosity, loads and loads and loads and loads of kindness and of compassion and lots of compassion so that we can start open a space for more choice and simultaneously bringing in, and this is often why working with a professional can be helpful to bring in some tools and practices to work with that emotional distress. But one of the other things that I have seen as well when, when working with people who have been dieting for a long time is that it's really hard to stop eating. So even when it's not happening in, say, kind of a frantic, chaotic situation or place, you know, you might be sitting down to eat your dinner and it tastes really good. But you, so you just want to keep eating. Even when you have worked on attuning to your sense of fullness, it just it just tastes so good and it's so hard to stop. And you might end up in a place of some physical discomfort. And here, just know this, that some physical discomfort after eating, it's like normal. You've eaten food. Your body is going to digest the food and it's going to it's going to lessen. But if this is continuously happening and you know you're feeling kind of discomfort on an ongoing basis and you want something to be different about it, think and be curious about why it's so hard to stop. And some of the reasons that I have found that makes this hard is if there has been a history of food insecurity, particularly in childhood, it's going to make it hard to stop because embedded in the body is an experience of not having um, enough food. And when I say embedded in the, mind, in the, in the body, it's like the, a, a memory that's held by the body is this of not having enough food. So when the food is available, again, it comes back to this deprivation um binge cycle it's not really going to be possible to stop eating at the place where you feel comfortable and satisfied until your body recognizes that it's safe to do so so what are we going to do with that well intellectually of course it's a good place i think to start working on like knowing that you know intellectually you know that you can go back and have more food when you get hungry again. So I think sometimes it's just stop to eat and start slowing the process down. Maybe leaving some space be- before you go and take seconds or thirds if you're noti- noticing that your body is actually getting full. One of the things as well that I ask people to do or my clients to do is that if you're eating out, you go into a restaurant, you're practicing on learning to attune to your fullness and being okay with stopping when you're feeling comfortably full and there's still food left on the plate. And maybe you don't want it wasted. You know, maybe it tasted really good. You spent money on it. Ask to take it home. Ask to take it home. Ask for a doggy bag. And whether you eat it later or not, it's kind of besides the point. It's knowing that you have the option to do so if you would like to. 
that is what's going to help build some of that foundational trust from within, from your body's perspective, to know that it's safe to let go, it's safe to stop eating now, because there is going to be more food again available when I get hungry. So that's a kind of a big one. Another one is that I can see that sort of tangents on this as well is that sometimes people are really afraid of feeling hungry or too full. So they're constantly snacking. They're just snacking because that means that they never get too hungry because there might be a fear of them getting out of control and starting to binge, binge eat, which of course is fair enough. This is the physiological response that happens for the vast majority of people. So you just end up snacking all the time. But you never, you might never actually even get to the place of true contentment from from feeling adequately full and having eaten food that feels satisfying and nourishing and good to your taste buds. And that might so like so you're just perpetually in this kind of limbo land with snacking, so never really feeling that hungry but actually never feeling that full either because there might be a fear of feeling too full or full at all because if you're used to not eating that much or you've been restricting, the sensation of feeling full can also feel a little bit um, uncomfortable, but also kind of, I should say, uncomfortably uncomfortable emotionally as well. And again, that's something that is really useful to work through with a professional if that's where you feel yourself, because that can be distressing and kind of this constant thinking about food all the time and micromanaging and compensating. And this is this is the part that takes up our lives when we're struggling with our relationship with food and eating. And this is, I think, what it's been for me anyway and for the people I work with that this is where this is why we arrive at the place where I don't want to live like this anymore I don't want to be constantly thinking about food all the time I want to have my brain's energy my physical energy my brain space my mental energy for a space and like think about other things and to basically go out and live our lives. And I think sometimes it's really hard for people who've never struggled around their relationship with food and eating to understand how incredibly consuming, all consuming it is when you're in the midst of it. But I do want to say that it's so possible to for things to be different. And I'm hoping as well, as you're listening to the interviews that I've done with the various guests and professionals in this space, who also, many of them have lived experience of working through their own relationship with food eating in their bodies, that it's giving you a glimpse and hope for the future that healing is possible and that the things can be different. Because it's just, it's, sometimes it's so hard to imagine that when you're in the midst of it. For sure, I think, when I was stuck in my own disordered eating for years, it was so distressing. And I just, it was really hard to imagine how things could be different. But doing things just bit by bit, one day at a time, or sometimes a moment at a time, or a meal at a time, really helped to try to, you know, not feel overwhelmed by all the possibilities uh, or in imagining how things could be different when it just felt so 
far out of reach, but instead just bringing it right back to the here and now. So I think today I'm going to keep this podcast quite short. Maybe there is more to talk about fullness than I've covered today, but hmm, yeah, please come back and leave some comments if you have. And if you have any questions, I would love to answer those too. But overall, I think knowing that getting to a place to stop where we feel comfortably full can be, it's a process. It's not like a one and done. And sometimes when people are working, if you're working, say, with a hunger and fullness scale, and you're trying to figure out like, you know, when do I feel comfortably full? It's okay to just take a few more bites and then end up going, oh, maybe I just had a little bit too much. And I think sometimes that's necessary in order to get to this place where we can trust that we can stop eating. And if it turns out that we didn't have quite enough, that's okay too, because we're allowed to have another snack or top it up. Or if I find 20 minutes, half an hour that actually I'm hungry again, I can eat some more then. And I think it's knowing that not just intellectually, but also like in your body that that's, that's possible makes it so much easier to learn to stop and then it's the side of that of course is working through what are the emotional drivers that make you eat in when you're not physically hungry like and when you're feeling physically full like what are the things that are driving that and if you're really early on in your journey um with this I would encourage you to just start getting curious, get really curious and noticing, just noticing what's happening. Notice what's coming up. Notice what you're thinking. Notice the shame or the guilt or whatever feelings that are rising as it's happening and just see if you can just gently meet that with some kindness because I don't believe you're doing it because you're broken or because there's something wrong with you or that you need fixing. I I believe you're doing it because you're trying to meet a need that and at this point in time eating is the best way to try to meet that need which could also be restricting sometimes that we're trying to meet a need but that we're doing this behavior because we're trying to address something but it's not necessarily the most supportive behavior tool at this point in time and maybe um, figuring out with a professional or on your own um, different ways to try to meet that need can be really helpful to help you move forward. So I hope that's been helpful. And yeah, leave a comment. Go and come and join the community on Substack and let's have a conversation around these things. And again, thank you as always for listening and for being here. You're so appreciated. Thank you for listening to Joyful Nourishment. This podcast is produced solely by me with no financial backing and your support means a lot to keep this project going. If this episode has been helpful in any way, it really helps this podcast to help others if you click like, subscribe or leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. 
And of course, you can also subscribe so that you won't miss any future episodes. Find out more about what I do in my private practice and what I offer over on straightforwardnutrition.com. And I am currently taking on new clients, so you will find a link to book in for a free 30-minute session in the show notes if this is something you're interested in. And finally, please come and join the Joyful Nourishment community over on Substack by subscribing to my newsletter.